Hello and welcome back everyone to episode two of our customer focused selling podcast. It's your host here, Jason Zult, and with us as always is Jason Quinn. Jason, thanks again for stopping in with us today. Really appreciate that. Now, let's just take a little moment here before we get in. And why don't you give us a quick overview of what we talked about last episode? Yeah, absolutely. So last episode, we walked through the five steps of customer focus selling. We talked about the open phase. We talked about the investigative phase. We talked about your present phase, confirm and position. You know, all of those are going to help you move through the sales process very easily. But what gets me even more excited is what we're going to talk about today is going to help you navigate those different stages of the sale with each and every different customer personality type. That's perfect. Yeah. And I remember early in the episode, you kind of talked about social styles a little bit. And so that's, I think, what we're going to be digging into today. And and again, when we were talking about this and when you were kind of explaining this to me, I got really excited about this because I would say for myself, I notice that I do really well with styles that are very similar to mine. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, if this person is and we were relating or they're very social, then, hey, I'm good. But, you know, it's the thinkers that I I struggle with sometimes because it was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, this is not my personality. And I realized that I thought I was a good seller because I was hitting all these people that had the same types as me. Yeah. And so what I'm really excited as we'll dig into today is you'll kind of talk us through that. And it's I found it very, very helpful to know, Okay. I can identify as I'm going in, this customer fits into this section and I'm going to tailor my message to that, which I'm super excited about. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what the four different styles are? Yeah, absolutely. So before I jump into that, I think I want to just bring up a point that you just talked about there. You know, you're definitely going to be good at selling to people like you. It's easy to communicate with people like you. But if you think about it, you're probably only really hitting about 25% of your customers that way. So just imagine that you could raise your conversion with the other 75% of your customers just by getting into their world, getting into their shoes, communicating with them the way they want to be communicated with, and most importantly, selling to them the way they want to be sold to. So there's going to be- I'm in. Yeah, there you go. I'm in. Sign him up. An extra 75%? Sign him up. Thank you. Yes. Crank up 15, 20% conversion? Yes. I'm in. I'm in. that's, That's the seller right there. So, you know, you think about raising those numbers with people that maybe aren't exactly like you. I'm going to tell you how to do it. So there's going to be some materials that Jason would have sent with this podcast here. But for those of you that might not have it available, if you got a pen and a piece of paper, I'll make this really simple for you. Draw a line down the middle of the page. Draw a line in the middle of that. And you've got yourself a cross. Now, at the top, what I want you to write, high personal responsibility. At the bottom of that line, I want you to write low personal responsiveness. Now, on your two sides, on the left-hand side, slower and less direct. And on your right-hand side, faster and more direct. So I just broke down a grid for you, and I'm going to make this really simple. Let me start off by talking about somebody like me. Let's just make it really easy, because that's probably what I'm good at. So if you think of people that have high personal responsiveness, and that are fast communicators, ding, 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 you guessed me, that's your socializer. So your socializer is going to be your expressive person, a conceptual big picture thinker, enthusiastic, talkative, not really interested in a whole bunch of details unless they matter to them. This type of customer is going to look for some sort of acknowledgement, some sort of, they almost, you could almost call it applause. They wanna be recognized for who they are as an individual. 
the key to helping this person make a sale is let them save effort. They're always looking for the most efficient way to do something so they can get back to their busy social life. Now, if you give them testimonials on people just like them who have used the service or had the same problem as them, they're going to quickly connect to that. From there, you think about their needs. They want you to handle the details so they can get back to living their life to the fullest because that's the most important thing to them. So just to summarize that back up, your high personal responsiveness, your fast communicator is going to fall under the socializing. What are one or two things they're going to do early on that you're going to go ding, 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 this guy's a socializer? For sure. Great question. So, you know, I think it's really easy because they're good connectors. Mm. So they're going to ask you how your day is going. You know, some people will do that out of politeness, but this person actually cares. They're going to ask you how you're doing, and there's probably going to be a conversation about that. And the more they go along with that conversation, they're probably going to end up leading it. So they're going to be very communicative, more direct than some of the other personality types. But the key here is they're talking fast, they're leading the conversation, and they care about you and the relationship that you're bringing to the table as well. That's great. I really like that. That's a, a very easy hint for me when I'm walking in there. I am in that, that socializer category. So I definitely recognize that that's a really good tell. Because I was just thinking about that. I'm like, oh my goodness, I do that myself. When shake I meet hands, someone, shake smile, hands. Right? Hey, yep. how are you doing? I yep. really want to know. And I dig in there and I go, oh, wait, that's me. And those are the type of clients that I naturally do well with, right? For sure, so, for sure. So that's fantastic. So what's the next one kind of on that high personal responsiveness? What's on the other side of it? Yeah, that? absolutely. So, you know, I'm going to stick on the fast direct communicator side here on the right of your grid. Now let's move down to the low personal responsiveness. This is really just a high task person. So, you know, your telltale signs, like you asked about the socializer, you may walk in, meet the customer, and they might say, I need this thing done. Mm. I've got this problem. This is what needs to be solved. I need you to do this. They are focused on the task at hand, but they're not afraid to lead the conversation. So task-oriented, but a very direct communicator. This is what we like to call the director or the controller. Now, some of the characteristics of the director or controller, you know, I always think of this person, and I think about people in my life, and I'm like, yeah, that's my dad. That's exactly who my dad is. He's going to lead the conversation. He's going to focus on results, making decisions quickly, clear about where he stands, and something that always resonated with me, this person is my way or the highway. So the best thing you can do is get on the highway with them. Make it really easy. Let them lead the conversation. Let them tell you what they need. They are here to be efficient. They do not want you to waste their time. And if they view you as a roadblock to getting their problem solved, they're just gonna go and find somebody else. So it's not that you can't ride on the highway with these guys. You're gonna just ask questions. You're gonna make sure you understand, but you give them the microphone and you're gonna have to find your spots to talk. Now that doesn't mean you can't do a good presentation for them. That doesn't mean you can't walk through that, you know, super important confirm stage, but you wanna make sure that they're the one that gets to talk, and if you make them feel like they're in control, slowly they're gonna move off of that position. If they notice that you're giving them what they want, I think a lot of people will generally ease off of that position, feel a little bit more comfortable. That's when they start to give you a little bit more information. That's when they start to give you those keys to the sale. So let them drive the bus, hop in, and then when, when they feel comfortable, they're gonna give you more information and give you a little bit more of their personality. I think that's a big thing. Give them options is another huge part of this, right? 
if you only give them one option to do everything, they know there's something else out there, so they're going to want to go find out what that is. They will always insist on making the decision, so give them options so they feel like they're in control. Now, this is funny. I got a little, I got a little kid at home, and you think about bedtime. Is it, do you want to go to bed? No, it's, okay, it's bedtime. I'm going to give you two options. You can have your snack or put your pajamas on, or you can put your pajamas on and have your snack. Really, you're picking two things I want you to pick, but you're in control. Think of your director. Think of that person like that. Give them those options of what you want them to pick, and they're going to stand up and feel like they're the boss, and they picked what they wanted. But really, you're giving them the options you want them to pick anyway. So think about your director. Don't talk to them like a child, but think of them in a sense that, hey, I need to give you these options so you feel like you're the boss. You know what I really like about that last piece of, has stuck with me ever since we first talked about that was just that offering alternative. Like you said, you know, with the socialize, you kind of do like a yes, no, yep. right? Yep. Where with the director, hey, we have time open. So do you want to move on Thursday or do you want to move on Saturday, exactly. right? You're coming at it from that point of view. The other thing that I really like about the director is that we're going to get that decision today, right? So if we've done our job, there's no, they don't need to go to anyone else, right? Nope. So that's a job that you can kind of get in the moment. Absolutely. And, and this type of person, once they make that decision, they're no longer thinking about the problem, right? They've moved on to something else that they want to direct or control. So if you can get them to make that decision right then and there, they're done with it. You're going to go do and you're going to do an awesome job for them, but they're no longer thinking about it. They've got bigger fish to fry after that. Perfect. I, I love the information. Really appreciate that. So let's go to the other half, the other side there. Where are we going next? Yeah. Take so us on a trip. We're going. We're going, baby. So, you know, the other side, like Jason alluded to earlier, people have trouble selling to people that aren't like them. If you think about your grid, I'm going to take you down to the bottom left hand of the grid. Your slower and less direct communicators and your high task oriented, low personal responsiveness. So your thinker, this is the analyzer. This is the person that will measure every piece of furniture in their house. This is the person that knows exactly how many trips or steps it's gonna to take to get somewhere. This is the person that knows the details, fact oriented. They like lots of information. They are a black and white thinker. It's one way or the other. It's a yes or it's no. Now there's an advantage to that. If you give them the information, if you're really accurate in the information that you deliver to them, they're going to appreciate that. One thing that I love to do when it comes to the thinker is I actually compliment them on the detail and thought they put into something. That is like the best pat on the That's back a for the great personality tip. type. That's an incredible tip. I'm putting that in my pocket right now. Absolutely. Think about it. You know, you walk in, everything's organized for you. Compliment. Hey, this is great. You've done a lot of the hard work. Like, thank you so much. We really appreciate your organized approach. Now, it's all about accuracy with this type of person. Take your time to be precise. This is someone who will not give you an answer to a question right away unless they've thought of all the details. They appreciate that accuracy, but they absolutely hate surprises. The last thing you wanna do is spring up a surprise piece of information on this person at the very end when they've already made that decision because they're gonna feel like there's a lot more that they don't know. So I think you, you talk about the other kind of social styles that we talk about, your socializer, be social with them. Your director, be direct in the way you speak to them. But your thinker, don't give them things to think about. Be accurate. Don't leave anything else up to question. And be prepared to give proof. Unless you're not ready to back up your statements, don't make those statements. This type of person will not believe you if you can't back up or give proof to things you're saying. So if you give that detail, you have that clarity, 
They're going to make it, but you've got to let them do it on their timetable. Like we talked about before, you're entering their world. So as a socializer, I'm fast, I'm direct. I want an answer now, but I can't do that with this person. So I've got to change my approach. I've got to change the way they deal with them. What I like to tell salespeople is deal with this person like they're your grandma. Give her the space and time to make the decision. She'll make it, and she'll make a decision that she'll stick to, but make sure you give them that space and time to do that. And if you let them do that, they're gonna feel more comfortable, and that personality might slowly start to come out as opposed to the fact-oriented, detailed person that you were talking to before. It's funny, as you're saying that, and probably with each one of these, I'm thinking through, and I am thinking of experiences that I've had where I've run into this person, and I'm now categorizing them in there, and I'm sure, Right now, as you guys are listening to this, as you're driving wherever you're going, you're thinking, oh man, I totally have a story for that. And, and this one to me specifically, I think of, I was uh, out in Victoria hanging out with uh, Patrick for the day. And we walked into this place and the guy had a sheet of paper with everything itemized in his entire house. Wow. And I just think about my approach. I, again, I tried to be very buddy, buddy and socialize and he was not having any of it. And I just think back to man, had I known this, I would have made sure that I've given lots more time to allow them the space to kind of think through uh, and allow them to kind of present what was going on. And I think, man, I should have been in my brain. I was kind of like, oh my goodness, this guy's super organized. And I, I didn't acknowledge that. And thinking about it, like, man, what an opportunity. I, had, had we had this conversation earlier and I've been like, wow, thank you for being so organized. You're going to make my day great. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you hit it on the head there. Give that space and time. But, you know, I also got to keep in mind that if you're not giving that customer what they want, if you're not meeting them on their level, if you're not communicating with them the way they want to be communicated with, it's very easy for them to be uncomfortable. And when there's that friction or conflict, they might move right into the director's face. And mm -hmm. then they're going to be telling you that you're not giving them what they want, that you're not doing what they expect, or you're not giving them what they need. So once you see that happen, if you see a shift quickly over to that more direct communicative and you're seeing that they might be you know, a little bit worked up, that's probably because you haven't done your job of meeting them where they need to be met. So just think about that. If you thinker, don't give them things to think about. Give them space and time. Treat them like your grandmother almost, and they're gonna be eaten out of your hand. Perfect, thank you, Mr. Quinn. So let's take it home. Like, What's the final square look like? Yeah, so the last one you know, for me is, is probably the hardest one to figure out. Mm. You're, looking at, uh, you're looking at the top left of your grid, so you've got high personal responsiveness, but a slower and less direct person. Sounds kind of difficult to deal with. This is what we call the relator. Some people like to call it the cooperator. Uh, this is the person that will be friendly, they'll be pleasant, they'll be warm, they'll be really easy to work with. But this is also the kind of person that will immediately suffer from buyer's remorse. If something didn't go right, if they didn't feel comfortable, they're still gonna go with the flow, but they're calling back and canceling that appointment five minutes later hoping that they talk to somebody else and not the person that initially made that sale or that first contact they had. They don't want to have that embarrassment. So I think about, you know, this person will measure value by the attention that you give. They want acknowledgement. They want to feel like they're a part of the group. And that's where that relator piece comes in, that relationship, that relator. They want to relate. When I'm talking to a relator, I'm thinking, okay, how can I tell you there's people just like you with the same problem that we've dealt with and made really happy after we solved that problem for them. They want to feel like they're a part of the group and you want to make sure that you give them time and check in as you're going along those parts of the sales process. So you're going to go through your open. You're going to talk to your relator. You're going to make sure everything's good. You're kind of understanding who they are. You're going to work through that investigative stage. 
Now, once you're done that, a check in back with this person just to go, hey, so just to make sure, you know, I got all the right information. Here's what I'm going to summarize for you that we talked about. They're going to appreciate that because there is some detail involved and they will care about that. But it's more about getting their agreement as you work through. And if you can get them to say yes and agree to one of those phases of the sales process, it's going to be a lot easier when you get to actually asking them for the sale. So what you have to do is you want to give them guarantees. You know we're going to make this happen for you. We're going to make sure that we take care of you. We're going to make sure that we solve this problem for you. They need that connection with you personally to be able to say yes. That high personal responsiveness, they're not going to be too outgoing. You've got to kind of pull it out of them. Your, your socializer, you're almost pulling them back into the sales process, but you're, later you're going to have to pull them in for each step. So if you can kind of remember that, this type of person really wants to feel like they're a part of the group. They really want to make sure that you get that check-in as you're working through those different parts of the process, but that acknowledgement piece as well, understanding their problem and relating to it. You know, if it's moving, if it's house painting, if it's junk removal, it doesn't matter what it is. We've all had those life events. And if you can share a personal story of how this might've made your life easier, they're going to relate to that because we're all human. We all go through those life events. But if they feel like you're connected to that event as well, it's going to make it easier to, easier for them to say yes. So it sounds like story-oriented is a good Absolutely. position to be. Absolutely. So tell a story, make it sound like we do this all the time, and they're going to feel more comfortable not only with you as a person, but with the brand and the service as well. Thank you. That's This has been fantastic information, Mr. Quinn. I, you know what? I think I'm going to call you that from now on. We both got the first name, Jason. <laughs> All right. We're in episode two. It's going to be Mr. Good. Quinn. I like that. Sounds good. The, the expert of uh, customer-focused selling. Recapping back, we've got the socializer. What are, what are the two kind of main takeaways we should remember from the socializer? I think your socializer, you know, you want to socialize with them. You want to give them that applause. You want to make them feel like they're important, but you still want to let them dictate the tempo of the conversation. They're going to give you opportunities to talk, but remember when your chances to talk is you're handling the details for them so they can get back to doing fun stuff in their life because they're important. That's great. And how about the director? What's our, what are two top hits to really get to close that sale with the director? Yeah. You know, I think the director for sure, you want to let them drive the bus and you want to give them options. If you could do those two things, they're going to feel like they're in charge. Next thing you know, we're solving their problem for them. Perfect. And then th those final two, what about the thinker? What are the two top things I should remember when I'm interacting with a thinker? I absolutely get passionate about this one. Do not give them stuff to think about. They are detail oriented, no surprises. Be accurate, be concise. Make sure the information you give them is backed up with proof and they're gonna be happy. Perfect, and then finally that relator. I know we just talked about it, but give us those top two yeah, again. Yeah, absolutely, you know, uh, again, probably one of the harder ones to figure out but once you get there, just giving them those personal anecdotes, making sure you're telling those stories, make them feel like the group and just relate to them. Like that is really what they want you to do. They want you to relate to their problem and it's going to be more comfortable for them to make a buying decision. Mr. Quinn, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate it. I'm learning tons every time we have this conversation. I'm thinking about, man, I really want to go out there and, and use these, especially when we kind of tie it back to that first episode where we had where we kind of talk through the sales process. My brain's already kind of ticking through and going, okay, what does it look like when I'm with the socializer? How do I do my open? How do I do my investigation? How do I present? How do I confirm, right? So I'm thinking through all that. Yeah, and I'm sure, sure out there, you guys are thinking of that too, right? So some good homework for this week is uh, to go through and think about who do you know that kind of fits into that, right? Absolutely. I would say, you know, think about your family dinner table. Uh, you know, draw yourself a grid. 
write names in each one of those boxes, right? I love doing this with my friends and my family because it's fun to figure out. You could probably have a conversation with four different people at the dinner table and you're doing it differently with each one. You are customer focused selling if you're doing that. So just think about it in that sense. Think of, make it personal, make it about people you know, and it's gonna help you identify that. One last thing in parting here, guys, you know, just ask yourself a couple questions. Are they more responsive to personal or task orientation? And are they a slow and less direct communicator or a fast and more direct communicator? Do yourself a favor. When you meet these customers for the first time, try to cut off half the grid right away. If they walk in and they're talking about a task right away, you're looking at the bottom half of the grid. If you walk in and they're not communicating with you too much, like you have to coax it out of them, you're looking at the left side of the grid. So just cut half of it out. It's going to make your job a lot easier. Remember some of these strategies. We're going to keep coming with these podcasts. We're going to give you strategies for each one of these personality types to make you more effective in the field. But most of all, have fun with this. I love it. For me, it's a game. It's fun guessing people's personality types. And you know what? You're going to get them wrong every once in a while. But if you just revert back to the stuff we talked about, it's going to make it really easy to recover. And that next sales process, you're going to go in with even more information. So good luck out there, guys. Thank you very much, Jason, for having me. It's really an honor to be here. And uh, look forward to the next one. Thank you.